I hope that, you, that's his fault. Yeah, that's uh, it feels like everybody's fault. I yeah, mean, if yeah. you have kids, and you everyone have except for you. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. You're, you're a homebreaker, and you had no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, though. One of the best ever there ever will be. Tristan, aka Tristan Jung, aka uh, Big Dick Daddy, aka um, the best producer in the world, aka. Is there any other names I'm not aware of? No, I think you nailed it. All right, baby, bet. I got the Big Dick Daddy one right, though, right? Oh, yeah. All right, that's a bet. That's a bet. So, why is he here? And let's just, let's go ahead and, um, answer uh a, a lot of questions that y'all may have why the fuck have i been been posting um podcasts in a while one i've been hella busy um i uh dropped out of college yay um <laughs> let's go yeah <laughs> let's get this shit um so that's been going on i've been in school for quite a while now um and uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to upload this episode specifically because I'm trying to stock up on episodes and shit like that. But um, what else? Yeah, I'm not in college. I'm doing music full time, which is dope as fuck. Um, and why is Tristan here? Tristan, you live in uh, Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And he's here spending the night for a week working on some music. We got some fire shit coming. And um, we got some shit we've been working on before he got here. And... um. Yeah, sure. man. Let's we, in, we in album mode. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> We're in album mode. Exactly. So, Tristan, tell me, how was your trip here, bro? I mean, you already told me. I already know this, but yeah. you know, for the people, man. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. What you doing on the flight. What you doing on the flight, yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, I can't get into that movie. I Maybe, you know what? Maybe I just need to watch part two because there was just not much explained in Dune. Being being stuck on a flight four hours helps getting through it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I. Yeah. It moves slow. That I mean, that's how you got into fucking music, right? You the pandemic yeah, and everything. Literally, just, yeah. That's so. Yeah, so basically, just not having so much time. Being like, I was in high school, but we weren't really actually doing high school because pandemic, obviously. Hmm. I just had way too much free time. Played video games before, but kind of got sick of it, so I just figured I'd fuck around with it. Yeah. And, yeah. That's pretty much history, it. Pretty much. Yeah, he hit me up <clears throat> a while back. Like, a while back. Like, damn near two years ago. Yeah. And um, you sent me some beats, and I think the mixing was off, or it just wasn't hitting. Mo- most of it was off, yeah. yeah. But he was dope, so I was like, you know what? You know, and then you would ask me like on some tips and stuff, and yeah, you know, at the time I wasn't really producing as much, but um, you know, I I told him what I knew, and then out of nowhere he texts me again, sends me a pack, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck, what the fuck have you been doing this whole time, bro? Think it's just better better than I was, better making than beats. I just making beats, bro, yeah. better than I I've it's so badass because at the time I was working with Joel for a long time, like he would, but the thing with Joel, man, and Joel, if you're watching this. Man, fuck you, bro. <laughs> this dude would dead ass Joel would call me. And during the documentary I released on the Monarchy account on YouTube, Joel would call us 
and be like, yeah, I've got all these beats. You know, I have all these beats. And he would preview them. He would show his beats he's making then. And like, all right, go ahead and send it. Bro, it takes you so fucking long to send a beat. By the time you send that bitch, I'm just like over it. And it was like that so many times. But you already know. You already know, Joe. Um, but holy shit. Anytime I have a vision and I ask you, you send that bitch right away. I'm not comparing Joe and him, but holy shit. It's it's really it's really dope. Like you can translate my image. Joe makes some crazy beats. Like he just makes he just already stacks them. He already has I heard them. Those are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you you really like you really hone in on like what I'm trying to go for and I'm like, okay, this is Yeah, that's the goal. This trying is, yeah. to work with people. You know? Exactly. So it's dope. Everybody, every producer, every artist has their own way of working and their flow and everything. So I'm not like the most creative person on my own. But when somebody gives me the creative vision, I definitely can run with it. Yeah. And that's exactly what you uh what you do. You really I, ta- I tell you, bro, you just really tap into what I'm trying to achieve and you do it. So and then I have to do the rest. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I was gonna tell you a story at Starbucks. So we went, we we got some Starbucks and shit before this, and some McDonald's. Um, but there was a story. I don't think I've told this on previous podcasts. I don't. I, I really. Yeah, I don't think I have. But I'm here to tell you what what an episode, everybody. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. So at the time. When I was I was making music, this was twenty, definitely before COVID, so like twenty eighteen. Um, I'm chilling, and then this girl texts me, and she's like, she looks like twenty five, twenty twenty four, and she's like, I love your music. Your sister put me on, uh, or my my sister put me on to your music. Blah blah. blah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Thank you. She was like. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It just started as a fan type shit, right? Fan artist type relationship. And then she was like, yeah, um, do you have a manager? And I'm like, nah, I don't. What are you trying to say? Me, bitch. (laughs) She's like, shit. So she, she offered to be a manager. I was like, what would you do specifically? And she was like, oh, I see you don't have a website. I see you don't have as much merch right now. You only have it on Teespring. That's when I was doing my shit on Teespring before I started making it myself, but I'll get to that. So she was like, okay, um, I'll pay for the website. Just make it. And I was like, what? So I made my website how I wanted it to look like using GoDaddy. And she paid for the subscription for months on end for like a year and a half. I was like, okay, cool. Damn. Right? And uh, I was like, yeah, merch, you know, I need merch. I want to make my own merch. I have a vision for, like, what I want to put on shirts. I want to make it real simple. I need a vinyl cutter. I was looking into all that. And she was like, oh, here, I'll I'll go to work. And they have a vinyl cutter there. I'll just give it to you. I was like. That sounds illegal. Yes, it was (laughs) illegal. A $200 vinyl cutter is still sitting in my fucking living room um, to make more shirts. So I was like. Shit. So basically, it just cut. You put the vinyl in. It cuts out the design you want from your computer. Pops it out. You heat press it on the shirt. You're over with. She got me all that. Oh, but w- what about the shirts? Right? What about what about merch? She gets me. She was like, how, she texted me one day. She's like, how many shirts do you need? What colors do you need? Total the colors, like five primary colors. And then she and I tell the size. It's from. Let's do. Let's do small to like extra large. Bro. She hits me up. She's like, hey, I got you everything you need. I got small to extra large, black, red, yellow, blue, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? How'd she get it, though? 
Oh, she paid for it. Okay, that's good. And I asked her, how much did you pay for it? Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> how many shirts did she get you? Um, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. They okay. were they were they were like in their own one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a box. Stacked. And the box is still in my shit. My closet. Yeah. So I was like, damn. All right, cool. This this is awesome. I uh, appreciate it. Um, you know. And then sometimes she would text me and it would be kind of flirtatious and it got really sexual. Um, like very sexual. Like, like, oh my god, damn, won't you let me fine? Oh my god. And just then she just got it, but it got worse than that. Right? So I was like, you know whatever, fuck it, right? I was chilling. And um, let's see, let's see the first incident. So we met at Starbucks and we we're just talking business shit. And then that was when in person she's actually flirted with me. So she flirted with me on texts, on calls and shit. But in person, she's like, like we're right, we're sitting at Starbucks. She starts touching my leg. Oh yeah, is yeah, this bro. The first time you met her in person. This too? is no, no, no. This is the the like the maybe the first business meeting gotcha. but other times she did de- that's how i got the vinyl cutter yeah, she she sense. just delivered shit she lived in um she lived in uh ah, whatever the whatever the fuck navasota navasota texas it's like maybe an hour and a half away from here and she uh she would come over here to huntsville and deliver the shit and uh yeah but this was our first meeting and she was like touching up on me i'm like nah nah and, and, and you know granted she was cute but when it came to like having a manager, I was gonna say that's not some manager shit right there. That's not manager. That's not P, bro. That is not, not P at not all. P in the slightest. Yeah, that's not P, bro. So, um, but all the other shit she did for me, like the vinyl cutter, all this, all the shit she was buying, she was paying for the. That was fairly P. That's dope. <laughs> that was that was still a dub. <laughs> so so far, so big far. dubs, big dubs, still five, five as fuck. So, you know. Uh, so all that shit happens, and then um, you know, she's just gra- just just the the gradual like she she's started working her way up. Yes, and uh, one thing I noticed, she would always go out every night. She would go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would party or whatever, and then she would get shit faced, drunk. Call me the next day. Is okay. Here's the progress on your analytics for your website. Blah blah. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? And then we get done talking about that, and she's like. I want to fuck you so bad, all right? I'm like, damn. Jesus. Oh, it was like that. I thought this bitch was crazy. I just, but I was like, you know what? She's done so much for. I can, I can take it. I'm just, I, I, I'll take it, but I'm not gonna take it. Yeah, I got you. I'll take what she gives me, but I'm not gonna. I'm I'll not take, gonna. I'll take the talk, not the rest. I'll of take it. the talk, not the, not the doing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm like, oh, whatever. She's old enough to be a, a mom, damn near, right? Twenty-five. What I don't know how old she is, but so time goes on. She wants to know how I work on music. So I was like, all right, bet. Come on, that's fine. You know, I work on music. You're there. Um, and she said she would take videos for me. So I was like, fuck it. Like, sounds like a good excuse to get in the studio. Sounds like a good excuse to get in, in my pants. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but she was there, well behaved, didn't say anything. Watch me make music. It was straight. I'm like, all right, cool. She's strategic with it. She's thinking. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's like looking around. She's like, oh, interesting. No, nah, but she goes back home. Then nighttime comes. And I get a text from a dude. I get a DM in my Twitter DMs. And it's this dude with a screenshot of, um, of, uh, 
You know, and you know when you if you have somebody's location on, you can see it, was, it starts blinking. Mm-hmm. It was a screenshot of that of my crib, <laughs> and he said, "He said you're fucked." I'm like, "What?" Bruh. And then I'm like, "What? Are, what are you talking about?" He's like, "What's?" My bad. Okay, <laughs> that's her, that's her name. <laughs> he was like, "Was was she at your house?" I'm like, "Yeah, but we were just working on me. She's my manager," and he's like, "Manager?" I'm like, "Are you uh, dating this person?" And he's like, "I'm her husband." Oh fuck! So hey. he is old enough to be a mom. Yes. <laughs> so so I was like, "Oh shit! I'm I'm sorry, but she was here. We were just working on music. She's managing me. I don't know if she told you, but blah blah blah." I don't know if she told you. Yeah yeah Uh-oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I told him, I was like, I didn't even know that she was in a relationship, let alone uh, m- married, right? So, it's like, whatever. And he said, you're fucked. And then he sends me another screenshot of him holding a phone with a group chat pulled up. So, he's like this. A group chat pulled up. And it's her in a group chat telling all of her friends that we fucked. Oh, fuck I fucked Dave. I fucked Dave. And all of her friends are like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. He's so cute crazy Uh-oh. so at this Poor point guy. at this God damn. no for real at this point i'm like fuck he's gonna kill me like he's gonna kill me and he knows my location and it's all he, her fault he didn't know my look exactly he didn't know my location but he knew the roads he saw the roads it doesn't take much guessing after it did, yeah exactly so i was like holy fuck um so i called uh her i was like hey he said I'm fucked, <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's coming. He's coming over here right now. Is he there? And she said, "He just left. Why?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's why." I, I explained it to her after that, and I was like, "You need to call the cops, or you need to call him. Tell him to come back." I'm like, did y'all get in an argument at least? And she's like, "Argument over what?" She didn't know. She didn't know that she got caught. So you know how mad he has to be to see that. And just dip. That's the kind of person he is, though. That's not even like. That's it. Man's ready to. <laughs> no, he's he's not even he's not even giving a fuck about their relationship. He's like, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill tonight. So, I told I told him her to to. So I'm I'm assuming that she went to the restroom or she went somewhere and he found his her phone and saw all this shit going Some down. Some shit like. And that, he just yeah. dipped. So I was like, well, um, he sent me all this. You need to call him. Or I'm going to be in, in danger or some shit. Yeah. Right? So, um, she calls him. No word. I sit on the porch, bro. All night. All night? Waiting. Nothing. Nothing from Tyler. Nigga, I have anxiety this whole time. Fuck. Right? He never so, pulls up either. Never pulls up, no. Because here's what happened. The sister of the girl that was managing who, me. Who is your... Who's a fan of your music and they're both fans of my music. Gotcha. She just put her, yeah, she my put manager on, on yeah. me. So she texts me the next day. She's like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, can I call you? I'm like, yeah. She calls me. She's like, so I know what happened last night. Well, here's what went down. He came back to the house. Right? Yeah. Because she threatened to call the cops. So he came back. Oh, okay. So he came back to the house, beat the shit out of her. In front of their two kids. Oh, so she is a mom. She is a mom. Fuck. Holy shit, bro. Not only is she a mom, she's a meth head. With oh, him. fuck. 
So when the cops got there, they found him beating the shit out of her in front of the kids. With meth around. With meth around. The kids are orphans, bro. To this day. The dude is in prison. She lost custody of her kids. Where, where is she right now? She's in, uh, she's not in jail anymore. She's uh, possibly rehab. But the, the, the guy, he's in prison. Holy fuck. The, the, uh, the kids, yeah, they're, they're, unless they got passed on to next of kin, but no, nah, they're, uh, it should be. Damn, that's actually awful. It's fucking horrible. Holy shit. And, and, and I, I was thinking about it, I was like, this girl was going out every night. She would go out every night. And I'm like, what? And get shit faced. Get shit faced. It was crazy. So, um. I hope that, you, that's his fault. Yeah, that's. Uh, it feels like everybody's fault. I mean, yeah, if you yeah. have kids and Everyone you have. Everyone except for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You're, you're a homebreaker and you had no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It was ridiculous, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, um. I never told that story uh, on the podcast, um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. But I, I uh, everybody that was fucking with me at the time, basically that was going on, I, I told them. But, um, yeah, that shit is crazy. Um, when Blow, uh, I'm going to have Blow. Blow's going to come in April. Um, depending on when I release these, that might be a long time ago. I don't know. But uh, he's coming in April. I'm doing podcasts with him. He has his thoughts about that, and it's funny as fuck. Um, but I told him a long time ago whenever... I think that happened before I even met Blow. So even Monarchy, before even Mo- before Monarchy was a thing, like that's when that shit happened. So. How long ago did you meet Blow? I met Blow um, through DJ Eric Cool. Cool put me on to Blow, yes. and Blow put me on to Cool put me on to Blow, and Blow he put Blow on to me, and that was like when we first worked together. That was take me back. That's when um, uh, Blow sent me in. I think it was an open verse. No, no, no. Cole sent me a Cole sent me a beat. I liked it. I did my hook, which was never thought I'd see the day. Taking me back, just run away. Sent that off to Blow. Blow was at work when he heard the the shit, and he was like, "Got to do this." And I think he caught off work or he went home as soon as possible and recorded that shit. And we got that bitch done in like a week. Respect. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just one of those things. And I like the way Blow sounds. And I mixed the, I mixed the track. Uh, Cole made mixed the beat. And uh, we re- set it for release, and we it it just recently hit a hundred thousand streams. So thank y'all so much. That song, Crazy Fire. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Exactly, man. Appreciate it. I haven't made some shit with Tristan yet. I have made shit with Tristan, but it's not. I've never released anything yet. We got hella in the vault. Yeah, we got we got some crazy shit in the vault, and I feel like it's not even. How do I say it? It's like it's nothing like of what I used to sound like. It's it's very different, and I'm so glad like I got to like do different shit and you put in my vision. I'm telling you, bro, it's, I got some new shit coming and he has some crazy fucking beats, man. It's, it's, I can't even explain it, bro. I'm just, I'm just so ready to drop it. So many different vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, usually when I was making singles, I'm, I'm, I make a single. It's usually like the best shit I've worked on in just one song, but it's like every song I made with you, it's like they're damn near fucking singles, bro. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I I think I think I'm gonna drop an album this year. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I I, before, I the reason why I hesitate on that is because I want to make sure it's like perfect. Like I just want to make sure that every song when when somebody goes on to the next song, they're like, okay, I like this. The debut gotta be perfect. It has to be. Yeah, the day because it's my first solo album. I never had an album that wasn't a collab, or I've never had an album. 
Yeah, it wasn't a collab. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait for us to drop some shit. We're working on shit all this week. Oh yeah. And it's early gonna, sleeping. It's gonna, yeah, exactly. The first time he, uh, when we came over, I got him at eleven p.m. We got home at like one, and then um, we're working till. Was that the night we worked till seven? Seven thirty. It. His mom texted him. He was like, "Like, good morning, honey." I'm was, like, "Yeah, <laughs> good morning." <laughs> I haven't slept yet. <laughs> we're about to have dinner. Yes, sir. So that shit was dope. And then we're just now like. We just caught up with it. We just oh, caught yeah, up with yeah. sleep. So we are... Uh... Yeah, four more hours than we watched the new Batman. That shit was crazy. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so, sure. oh, my God. Uh, by the time this comes out, y'all had already seen it. That movie was so... It's so different. You can't compare it to The Dark Knight or any other Batman movie because it was like its own... I, I don't. There's never been a dark, dark, noir-feeling Batman movie they, besides they the animated. They keep darker, I feel like. Yeah. Like Dark Knight, obviously, was mm-hmm. darker than the one before it, but yeah, this one was on some angsty shit. Yeah, it was real. They really hone in on, on uh, Batman being a detective, um, and I like that. They never had a movie where, because even in the Dark Knight ones, like he would literally like find a brick with a bullet in it and have his fucking robots analyze it. Yeah. That's not really detective work. A, a true That's just deti- being rich as fuck. Rich as fuck. Yeah. But they had no no Jamie or not fuck no, not no Morgan Freeman this time to help him out. Yeah, exactly. definitely not Jamie Foxx. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't have a. Uh, I didn't think about that. Now it makes it makes me think. Um, He's like weapons designer guy. Yeah. Uh, Alf, not Alfred. Um, <sighs> we better clown ourselves. I'll yeah. Fuck, son of a bitch. God damn it. I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, they didn't have that. And it, and it begged the question, where the fuck was he getting all this shit? How did he make his grapple gun? How That's did a fair he, point. It like, was a lot lower tech than the Dark Knight stuff. So. Uh-huh. Like, like, his car was, yeah, it was a not as car. crazy as usual, yeah. It was like a stripped-down, it was a stripped-down, upgraded muscle car. Bro, he had a fucking rocket booster in the back, and he was struggling to keep up with the Mercedes. <laughs> you even think about Dude, that? Yeah. Bro, he was like, he was pushing 100, and he had a jet engine bro, in the back. that big-ass cylinder cinder block shit. Bro, my 2012 Subaru can go 100, <laughs> and this man has a jet engine, and he's struggling. Nah, that was that was kind of, <laughs> that kind of made sense. But you got to think, too, it, it's, it's kind of harder to chase somebody. What you're seeing is kind of delayed. That's true. Because if they're ahead of you and, you, and they take a sharp left, and it's like, oh, shit. You know what yeah, I mean? And no. it is his second year. That'd be in Batman. So it's like, oh, is that true? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't even a, pick up on that. Yeah, if you really think about it, the riddles and shit—they never—they solved the little riddles, but they never really stopped him. Everything went through. The, the, yeah, that's the, facts. The, Everything except for like the snipers at the end literally happened. Yeah, and and they fa- they failed at being at stopping the shit. But yeah, that just that just up. exactly that. But that just shows how how young Batman is. That's true. So it's it's so badass, and and you can see it in his in his face. He is young, yeah. You know, besides Robert Patton, Robert Pattinson being the age that he is, like you when he has his hair down and shit, he, he's he emotionally look, young too. Yes, though. you know yes. what I mean. He has a lot to work on. Yeah, and I I love that about because yeah. it, it's like it's like a rattlesnake, bro. It's like, and it's more real too. Yeah, like man. Both of your parents died. You're not gonna have your shit together. Mm-mm. You're not gonna be like, yeah, I'm living in this shit. I'm a billionaire living in this shitty ass city. Yeah, we're like, 
And I bet the rappers in, in Gotham City be going, they be snapping. <laughs> I bet they be going crazy. Oh, yeah. I bet they be going crazy. They be, they be like, make, dropping fucking mixtapes that say, like, Dark Knight or, like, <laughs> the Caped Crusader. Like, the, the Caped Crusader album, the too. The angriest shit you ever heard. <laughs> Just a bunch of Batman, like... Anyways, but yeah, like I, I like the way um how he was young and and all that shit. What did you say that Morgan Freeman got? What did, what Batman's what? Batman's uh, he's fucking tech dude. I don't tech, even know. Yeah. It was like Lucius Fox or some shit like that. It might have been Lucius Fox. Look that up. Lucius Fox. It is. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Lucius Fox. Yes, sir. He was crazy. He was like low key the star of the show. He did everything for Batman. Mm-hmm. He was so so badass. He's like, yo, I got a rocker, rocket pirate, fuck, rocket powered, fucking bat suit for you. <laughs> He's like, say less. Say yeah, say less. And this guy Thank could you. barely jump off of a building. <laughs> yeah. That fucking parachute caught oh, him on yes. the bridge. Oh and my he just god, ate shit. That that was so. I was, when I saw that, I was like, yes, it's his second year. You didn't know it was his second year. I didn't. I oh was yeah, confused. Bro. So you're like, what the. Why did Batman just... I was just... like, he low-key sucks. Like, he's an interesting <laughs> character, but this bridge just fucking kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> Man, this Batman fucking sucks. <laughs> Crazy movie. No, nah, yeah. But like... <laughs> when, when I, um... Because they mentioned it again in the movie, and I was like, yeah, this is his second year, but I thought you caught on. But I knew this before the movie came out. They were, they were, I was watching the director shit, and they were like, yeah, this is uh, Batman's second year. He's still trying to figure out... The only thing he has right now is a grapple gun. Because I don't know if you noticed, uh, he has, he throws those smokes. But yeah. he didn't have smoke. So, look, look, look. Oh. Remember, remember the, uh, when he was hanging off and he, yeah, the yeah, fire he, hydrant? Yeah, he fucked that thing. No, yeah. The, so, it's and like. the smoke screen? Mm-hmm, he's going to be like, damn, that really helped me. So, he's going he's gonna to, like, maybe I should make smoke bombs. You think that's like a, a prequel to The Dark Knight? No, no, not at all. Because because the city looks so much different. That's fair. Because it looks like New York high key. Um. Yeah. No. Like no. The first they, shot of the city, bro. Times Square. They took. Yeah. That, that, that's what they said. They said they uh they liked the way Times Square and New York got them. And New York are the damn near the same thing, but they dirtied it up so much. Yeah. And they put more neon shit. Like New York in the eighties. But but yeah, exactly. But look at this. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you if you Gotham Gothic. It's like has that gothic look all throughout. I mean, if you see the fucking when Batman Bruce Wayne was walking in with to Alfred when they were having breakfast, did you see the inside of that fucking mansion? Yeah, that sure was crazy. It looked old, like an old goth. It looked like where the fucking where the uh, not Manson family, where the uh, the Adams family would live. Oh, Ike. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's when I saw it. I was like, oh shit, he's like really. This yeah. is like really like that, but like. That's how that's what the city looks like. But when you compare the Batman Arkham Arkham Batman Arkham Knight, the video game, yeah, and the city that we saw, exactly the same. I didn't even think about that. It was it's, it's like a they they showed it side by side. It's exactly the same. I'm like that. I'm, I like that. Yeah, I like sick. that. They take I all the. I think about that. Mm-hmm, it's like they take all the best elements of Batman and the city because in itself the city is a character too. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, and it's like, they nailed everything. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, dope. I think as a superhero movie, it's like, if you're looking for that, you're going to be disappointed. But as just a yeah. straight movie, like, it's written really well. Yeah. It's, it's like so the bad. The character arcs are crazy on that one. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the shots are beautiful, too. Yes, sir. I love the shots. It's really dark. That's what I, 
That's what I like. Yeah, the part at the start with like the shadows and everybody getting scared when they saw the bad. Dude, light that on, was, was badass. Crazy. And he was like, "I am the shadows and shit." When it, when the, when he narrated it, it made me. It made it feel like that one movie, Sin City. Have you seen that Sin City movie a long time ago? Like two thousand eight. Never seen it. Heard a lot about it. It's two thousand eight. It, it literally that movie looks like a comic book. It looks so crazy. Yeah. But there, he's like, it's like the old school like movie type like narrated like, oh, it was a it was a dark night and. Blah blah blah. I'm going out and shit happening. How do you how do you feel about his voice compared to like Christian Bale, the last guy? Well, I don't know if you noticed, he used a bunch of different voices as Batman. He used his regular voice, yeah. Because because then again, he's it's his second year, so yeah, he didn't know what voice. Like uh huh. So some people he would talk to, he was like, yeah, like real dark, like real deep, yeah. and then and then some he would be like using his regular voice. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, damn, like I liked that. Yeah, it's. There was not one voice that was Batman. There was one part where it was grungy, but that was when he was grunting. Yeah, and it was never like the Christian Bale, like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Where is she? Uh. Mm-mm. Fact. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, Batman, very P. Not, not, the, not Batman, more like, more like Batman. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, that line in uh that future did, bro. Says she not lets me, she appears me. Oh yeah. I don't get it. I said that I, I said that at lunch with your parents yesterday. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I was you like, did. fuck. Wait, I was like, this motherfucker say pez me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, and I'm, it's I'm so talking funny. about a thespian. <laughs> thespian. Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Nah, it was I love that movie, man. I would I watch it again? I think I would. Um I think there's stuff that you'd pick up on the second there was a lot of stuff actually. There was a lot of stuff actually. There was one. They when they uh there's a, you know where the club is? Yeah. So it, it in the middle of the movie it reveals that his apartment. Remember when they were they, they he had a he had to scoop the carpet off or whatever? That oh, was yeah, yeah. that was his apartment. That was Riddler's apartment. He yes, stayed sir. there all movie. Well, they shown that apartment a lot of times throughout in the beginning of the movie too. I didn't but even you, notice that. But you didn't know he lived there. Yeah. I did, that didn't even occur because he was literally right right outside of the. He was right outside the club, the ice iceberg club. Like he was waiting. Yes. Well, in in frames where it had wide shots, the hotel that he was staying at, his room was lit up. You can see him looking through a telescope. Oh, you're joking. Yes. So the whole time when he saw the DA, remember the DA with the bloody with the bomb? Oh, when he wait. Came, and he came out the thing, and and he was waiting in his car. Wait, the first shots of the movie though, the the person looking through. Like binoculars or some shit at, yeah. at the um the the mayor. Yeah, yeah. At the mayor. Him. That that wasn't in his that was him, but it wasn't in his uh Yeah, definitely not in his in, in his hotel. But the the shots so there was a remember when Batman um put the put the shit in the catwoman's eyes yeah. to go into the club and then get the DA's attention? Well at the start of that scene of her going into the club, there's a wide shot of of um the club and the hotel that's where you can see him looking in the in the um in the telescope to find to see that the da is going in and by the time the da gets out he's already in he's already in his car because he knew he knew the da went into the so it's like it's like and then he was waiting behind him in the car yes so it's like he he saw him going to the club Got out of his hotel, went into his car, DA comes out, and he's waiting for him. The kind of fucked part about that movie is, like, 
a normal person with a fucked up head could totally do that in real life. Yes, 100%. And I'm sure, like, that kind of shit actually does happen. Mm-hmm. Not to that scale. Exactly, but. yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and, and uh, another cool detail was, I don't know if you remember when the DA got in the car and he was, like, looking at his his the windshield and he was wiping it do you remember that mm-hmm. that's because the dude was back there breathing the whole time there's condensation inside the car so he was wiping it off he's like why is it steamy oh, in here because he's been there for a while he's been waiting for him for a while yeah so fucking crazy there's a lot of there was a lot of details like that in the movie that i just didn't i want to see in a movie and i said this on a previous podcast i want to see in a movie where like like uh daredevil got introduced in spider-man I want to yeah. see a Daredevil or Spider-Man movie where, like, Spider-Man's doing something and he's, like, talking. And then back in the background on a roof, you can see the Daredevil, like, spying on him or some shit. Yeah, that would be crazy. I want to see some shit like that. That way you can, it, it's it's like songs. Yeah. When you go listen back to songs, you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Like, there's this Beatles song. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in a song where in the Beatles, you can hear, what's his name, Uh, one of the Beatles like arguing with another like their manager or somebody yeah because they had to record everything live all at once Mm -hmm. and he like yelled something at his manager and it got into a fight in the studio and they left that in the song you can actually probably their best take you can hot yes yes that's crazy and you can hear you can hear uh uh you can hear it in the back like he says like i don't know I, i don't know what he says i know he says something but i think he either says like i'm gonna kill you or or some bullshit, bro. Like, it was wild. I don't know. It was yeah. just kind of creepy. I forgot what song it was. I have to look it up again. But it's shit like that, though. Like, oh, my God. I didn't know that was here. It's almost like song. an Easter egg. An Easter egg. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kanye has a lot of those. Kanye oh, has yeah. a lot. As simple as his songs are, there's a bunch of Easter eggs in Kanye's music. Yeah, like lyrically, especially. Lyrically, um, musically, sample-wise, everything. Yeah. Drums. Yeah, like hidden, hidden meaning behind samples. Like that shit goes over my head ninety percent of the time, but it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that's what I want to I want to make music that's like that, bro. Like I don't want to I don't want to be like layers of meaning on that. Yes, yeah. where people can be like, oh, this line is from this song. Yeah, and he said that because of this, and and it's like I want people to look at like deep in your ways, right, and understand the meaning of that song. And I put it on Genius and everything so people can understand. There's no excuse, bitch. Um, so they can, <laughs> they can look at that shit. And then when another song comes out with the same line, they can be like, he said this line in Deep in Your Ways. That's how he feels about this shit. Like I, I was telling yeah. Tristan, I made this I made this song in a night and I have like a m- music video playing in my head. And I think that's, bro. Uh, and that's like pick, picking samples that like... Don't only work musically, but, like, work for the idea you're going for, I think is crazy. Yes. Like, when somebody puts in a sample that, like, interacts with the bars, that shit is insane. I just, yeah, bro. It's, it's, there's so much you can do. You just got to be creative about it. You just got to do it. And um, I'm really trying to do that. Like, I'm trying to apply what happened in my life, exaggerate it to where it's fun, keep it grounded as I can for more serious music, but always have layers that you can dig deep into and then it's also tough because to be creative you have to keep that in mind and also not think about any of it (laughs) otherwise you just overthink it and it's fucked dude yes yeah yes fuck yeah that's exactly and and, you know me and tristan were talking with my dad about this before we even started this podcast um to like step back step away from from whatever you're doing i I play video games all i do bro is play video games music 
and drink Dr. Pepper. That's literally all I do. I took a long ass break from playing video games. And not gonna lie, up until pretty recently, I was going, I was like kind of driving myself crazy with yes. the pressure on the beats. Mm-hmm. Taking a few weeks off was like the best thing I've done in a year. Yeah, bro. Or the music too. Exactly. And I and I can see why most artists barely drop. Sometimes, because sometimes yeah. they they make music, they make an album on their free time, and all the other time that they have throughout their days, they're on tour, yeah, promoting and 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 uh, uh, pr- uh performing their last album, yeah. But they're working on their current album for next year. That has to be challenging. And I think what makes some of the greats like so great is that they make sure they live life and they think about how they want to put it in their songs. Like, they don't even wait until it sounds perfect. Like, they wait until the message is perfect. Yes. That's probably why we haven't heard from Kendrick in so long. Like You're right. He's thinking about the message that we need to hear in 2022 as, like, an American culture. And he's really going to make sure the fucking album counts. Like, Can't, same thing with Damn, yeah. bro. Yeah, La- yeah. Last Dan, album. The best album. The best album to me, ever. I yeah. think that's storytelling, rapping. L- let me see some ass with no Photoshop. We needed to hear that at the time. We still need to hear that shit, bro. Like, goddamn. For real, bro. That's, that's... Among hella other things he said in that album, but, like... It was amazing. You can't rush people like that. Did, did you ever, um... Because what I do, um, at least, like, I go, to, I go to an artist, and I end up liking them after that, but I go to an artist, and I just listen to them. Like, I did it for Future, Travis Scott. I didn't like Travis. I never liked Travis before. Mm-hmm. And then I, I deep dive into his music, and I'm like, okay, I... I like this a lot. Yeah. I did the same thing with Uzi. I did it. Uh, my first art, favorite artist was Lil Skies. I always listen to Lil Skies. Um, yes, and then. You Unbothered know, I, was hard. Mm, yes, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, like for some artists, the vibe is so specific that you can't just like toss them into a playlist. Because if you're with 40 other artists in that playlist, the vibe is never going to work. Mm-mm. And you need to like get on the same wavelength as that vibe mm-hmm. and like sit with it for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I do exactly. that all the time. That's all I do. Exactly. With, with albums, for me, it's like I have to listen to them more to really understand it, appreciate it. Oh, another good album was uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Yes, sir. That was. Uh, I think. I think for me, it's damn Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Um, for greatest albums. For greatest albums. That shit is tough. I could sit here for twenty minutes, and then I'd be like, "Damn, I forgot like seven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, damn is one, one, one. The the top one that shit is beautiful yeah yeah, storytelling rapping um everything everything um even if you don't more artists like that i'm sure we're gonna get some i'm right here i'm trying i'm trying to i'm trying to like i'm that's what i'm trying to do like kendrick and i'm trying to have like the auto-tune and like fun rap intertwined with like boom bat beats and 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 telling a story and then doing unique shit that's just that gives a different like five like gives a different sound and it's like makes you feel a different type of way i'm really trying to i'm really trying to accomplish making melancholic music that's what i'm trying to make and that's what kanye makes kanye makes really melancholic music 808s and heartbreaks that whole album is melancholic melancholic but thoughtful thoughtful yes and even you know what else was uh um yeah that that kendrick song you sent me even uh yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, i was like the tone is like Hella melancholy. It was like, it was like, but he's not just like, I want to kill myself. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He's like, here's why. Here's, yeah, <laughs> here's why I want, I want, um, yeah, yay. Um, the, uh, the, literally the album, yay, with, with the green, 
riding yeah. in, the, in, the, in the in the mountains. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Yes, I love that. I yeah. love that album. And the one I couldn't get into is the Kid Cudi and and him. Um, oh, uh, Kids You Go. Kids You Go. I, couldn't I get love into, that one. Really? I yeah. couldn't get into it. I couldn't. Do you know, is it Kid Cudi? And bro, I, I think it's Kid Cudi. I I I grew, same thing with him for me. I didn't like. Okay, of course everybody loves like you know the Kid Cudi classic. Mm-hmm. But getting to his other music, you need to same thing. You need to spend time with it on. Your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need it because the only thing I listened to of Kid Cudi growing up. Was the classic ones? Uh, yes, sir. Man on the Moon, uh, uh, Rager, Mr. Rager, so dope. Yep. Emily put me onto that one. You hear the the most recent one, Man on the Moon Three? Yes, yeah, yeah. and I like that. Yeah, there was there yeah. was actually some songs on there. I'm like, oh yeah, I've I've heard this, but that's that's one thing about Kikuti. Those a couple songs that I listened to him, I'm like, I've heard that before, but it released in the past year. But I never heard it until that. T- I, I'm thinking, oh, I heard this on Man on the Moon One. Or two. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I haven't. I've never yeah. heard this before. But I feel like I have. But I it's still so good. Not many people agree would agree with me on this one. His most recent one's my favorite out of anything he's done. Which one? Oh, the Man, Man on, on the Moon 3. Yeah. Just because I think there are single hits on the last few. Mm-hmm. But I don't press skip on the third. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the... I think... And that's the goal with an album. Yes, to not press skip. Yeah, like tell wanna, a story too. Th- there was a story in it. Yeah, for Men on the Moon Three for sure. I I just listened it's to hard, it. It's so hard to pick up. It. I don't even like. I heard. I it I, I say twice. yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. I got a sense of it. I haven't looked into it. Damn, but I'm sure there is. Yeah, I I I remember listening to it like twice, and yeah. I was like, oh, I like these few songs. And then that was it. But I, that's just me not liking Kid Cudi's music, be, maybe because I haven't got to deep diving into his. Yeah, his and he, his, his voice, like his delivery, mm-hmm. is a, what's it called? Acquired taste. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I like how in his older music, it just sounds like he went into the booth, no auto-tune, no nothing, started humming some shit, and he's like, oh, I like this melody. And he just went along with that melody. He kept it. He kept it real natural mm-hmm. and real grounded. I I like that. Um, day and night. That's how day and night felt. I like when he sings and he's on 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 key, but it sounds like it's not on key. It's like yeah, uh, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, he's a little flat, little sharp. Little, yeah, perfect. yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's what makes. That's why. I, yeah, it's just real natural. And Kanye is like that too. He, some on some songs he doesn't use any auto tune, but he's always on key, and it sounds like. Is he on key or is he not? It doesn't matter. Don't think too much about it. And then there's some where it's like he has a lot of auto tune, but he says the most simple shit, no reverb, no effects. A lot of it, a lot of Kanye songs don't have any. And there's an interesting thing that goes into that, and I'm not going to go too far. Mm-hmm. But like the whole idea of in key is just like something that Europe and West of Europe have. Because if you go to Africa, if you go to Japan, if you go to India, what is in key is completely different. What, what does it mean to them? Well, basically, in key for us is A is 440 hertz and everything based on that, just so that we can mass produce instruments. And then we're all, as a culture, like conditioned to hear those as right or wrong because we're just used to it. Yeah. If you go to Africa, they play in like completely different frequencies. And if we hear that, we're like, that shit's out of tune, but it's not. It's in tune to them. 
And if wow. they hear our music, it's out of tune. It's like a so if you hear language. like a Kanye, a Kid Cudi, they're like, like some of these artists, you th- you'd think they're out of tune. They're it's cultural influence. You just taught me some today. I didn't think some about interesting that. shit. Shout out Doctor Crane, music <laughs> history. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, Tristan. For those who don't know, he's in uh, school for music. What is it? Music pre- sound recording sound- technology yes. at UMass Lowell. Yep. Like boot camp. Mm-hmm. But. And that's the reason why I dropped out of college, because they didn't have that here, bro. I I'm lucky. It. Yeah. and As fuck. To, and Straight I, up. And he's taking advantage of it, man. Taking advantage of that shit, man. Sure. Taking advantage you of it. You got to. It surprised me, because he said... It is not cheap. Yeah. Oh, oh Even day school, bro. Like, Mm-mm. not everybody got that opportunity. Take it far, bro. Influence. Sure. Um... But yeah, it, it really surprised me. I still think about it. Like the kids that are in there, and they're like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, bro." The, the worst thing that I see is like people will go to school, they'll pick music because it's an easy major. And I'm like, God, bro. The, the, God, yeah. They they had a um like I told you um they had an audio production class at Sam, and then I did it, and then they told me, yeah, after that you don't touch any music, and like, I was like. Fuck? I was like, it's like the school's treating that elective like, uh, like an elective. Yeah, you know what I mean. They are not, they're not taking music seriously. It's like, it's more like we do have more music shit, but it's like learning instruments, but nothing with production. Oh yeah, no production. It's all oh, here's how you learn how to play something, but it's never here's how you learn how to play something, and here's how you record it into a DAW. Here's how signal flow works. Here's how you. That's the thing that's All unique that about where I'm at, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky because I'm learning to play piano. But it's also like, here's how mics, here's how you set up a studio, mm-hmm. here's how you record yourself, yeah. here's how you mix, master. And that's dope as fuck. Um, yeah, god damn it. Because what what other places do they have it? I know they have an LA 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 sound school or whatever the fuck. But it's different too because a lot of those schools are like two year programs, and a lot of people who come out of them are like. I got no experience, and I actually don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, like actually, know? that's true. I had a couple friends that went to LA uh, uh, Sound Production School, and I know maybe... which one you're talking about. I forget what it's called. Yeah, and there's like Full Sail too. It's full Sail on the East Coast. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tough because it's like I don't know. It, it, it's you just got to be hands on. You got to learn through experience. Even if that's watching the engineer work and shit. That's yeah, what I exactly. hear a lot. That's what Alex Trumate said. He said, fucking, if you watch your favorite person work, it's dope. And that's why Alex Trumate, he had a, a three-hour shit one time just mixing. And he, he would took sing- a, He took a three-hour shit he, while he, mixing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking crazy, no, bro. No. Got a hole in the seat or something? He took a three-hour stream. <laughs> he took a three-hour stream. A three-hour shit while mixing. I mean, it happens. It's like, all right, guys, we're going to mix, and we're doing this shit in the in the restroom today, so let's just go ahead and get this shit. <laughs> got, got limited outlets in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just an outlet just right by the back. Dude. Oh, shit, my shit crashed. I better press reset. <laughs> Dude, that's what uh, Le- Leslie Breathwaite, he, um, he has a fucking studio, but way bigger than this shit, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, and I, I was mixing it in my um, I was mixing in my uh, whatever car he has, his truck or whatever Bentley yeah. Bentley fucking truck or whatever the fuck he yeah. got, and he was like, I like mixing in there better. So he has his I, whole I get setup. that. I've heard that a lot. He yeah, I've seen Pure Born making beats in an Uber. 
Really? Yeah, oh, oh, that, that Alex Tume, he was uh, mixing some Travis Scott shit, and Travis Scott needed it like that day, yeah. and he was like, "Fuck, I need to send it to y'all." Um, because so, you know the artist is gonna listen to it one in their car, or two just like on iPhone, or three on earbuds. So if you mix, a lot of people I know, like not I know personally, mm-hmm. but a lot of like bigger producers, like Real Leva shit like that, mm-hmm. they make beats, mix all that. Earbuds, AirPods. Really? Yeah, because. So what a lot of like old head mixers and masters and just like traditionally they're like you want it as flat as possible. Yeah, yeah. Which is completely fair, but flat may not translate well onto earbuds because the highs come out more, whatever. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to like, if you're making music that you know for a fact is being listened to by like teens, yeah, they're listening to it in their car or on earbuds. Yeah. So, so what's the point money. of mixing it on anything else? And that makes me question, why the fuck did I buy, spend $300 on these pieces of shits, man? Because I mean, everybody who's recommending headphones is, is one of the traditional <sighs> people. And it's fair, too, because it's like, it yeah. depends who you're mixing for. Yeah. Because yeah. you already know, like, Travis Scott albums are not being mixed on earbuds. The beat might be, though. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the idea. It's mm, like, mm, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The beat, the the mix of the beat isn't quite as important at that level, just because the engineer is going to ask for the stems. Yeah, and they're going to do shit that you don't even know how to do. Exactly. As far as like making the beat. No, as far as tricks with mixing and mastering. It. Oh yeah, yeah. I always wondered, because I, you know, when when you when you mix a song, it's like you make it on FL or whatever, and then you send it off. You send the stems off, and then the mixing engineer. Literally mix the vocals and the and and he mixes the beat and shit like that. And I always wondered, like, has there ever been any music where they mixed music on just two tracks, which basically just the beat? And um, I looked it up and it was like, yeah. And I and I I kind of questioned. I'm like, how do they release music? And they're like, man, I don't like something in this beat, but they can't get in touch with the engineer to like or the 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 beat maker, the producer. To change the specific freak, so I'm like, at that time I was looking up, I was trying to look up plugins like what makes a beat, because I mean when you when you transfer like a, like a beat or something, all all the the stereo spread and everything it stays it yeah, stays there that's right, true. and music is fucking weird, bro. Honestly, like mastering, ma- like just 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 the whole concept of like if you have a sound and you were to split it. If you were to d- duplicate that sound, right, mm-hmm. and then you were pan one left and one right, now it's saying now it's it literally sounds like that one sound you had originally. Yeah, it's so fucking crazy. No, it's weird. You would think and it would be stereo. If you understand stereo. what's happening, like behind the boards too, like shit is crazy. I learned recently how like a phaser and a chorus works, bro. Phaser. I don't. Okay, so that. basically what they do, they take the track that you have, they duplicate the audio, and they offset it by a tiny bit time wise, and that timing. Mm. Like you know how so you it sounds like you, you know yeah. if you, how you have a delay yeah. and you set one side off a little bit, yep. a chorus works the same way, bro. A phaser or a chorus? Both. Oh, anything that has that like soften plus like stereo effect. Yeah, it's literally like duplicating the audio and then like fucking up the timing a tiny bit, and the depth is how far it is. See now. Have you you know what polarity is reversing polarity? Yeah. So what happens if you layer it on top of I I don't I've never tried it before, but 
I never needed to try it, but what happens if you could duplicate the same audio instead of doing it like uh, what you said, uh, like a chorus or phaser, yeah. where you're just offsetting it a little bit. What if you reverse the polarity on one? What would happen? It's will it weird. cancel it like, each other it out? Cancels each other out. That's yeah. how they get the vocals out of beats and shit. Yeah, the songs. Yep. Okay, that's what I was thinking. This uh, this uh, dude, um, he works at uh, boy Reggie. He works at a uh, Grand Buffet, the one I was talking about, and uh, he's DJing now. And he was like, "Yeah, man, blah blah blah, bro, I got you, bro, I got you." I'm like, "What you talking about?" He's like, "All your songs, all your beats, I got that." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Man." I I put this thing in my DJ thing, blah, 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 and it gives me the beat, no vocals. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just reversing the polarity on a certain frequency, and you're just you're just taking out the beat. Yeah. He's like, I, I guess. <laughs> to he's him, like, it's a button. He's like, yeah, the knob. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, though, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, the button. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be, like, YouTubing, like, some of the craziest producers. Yeah. Up to a certain level. Like, when you get to a certain level, they understand that shit. Yeah. Like, you you could be like listening to like the craziest sample and they'll be breaking it down and they'll be like oh yeah I turn this knob this much to this direction and <laughs> no. it's like and it's like chorus it's like not some complicated shit and yes. they'll be like I have no clue what it does it sounds hard twisted it pushed that button <laughs> dude but it's just like yeah yeah same uh, shit with music theory people don't think they know music theory and then they're writing in music theory it's like you don't know what it's called but you know music theory mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And it's, you just got, it's better to learn and know what you're doing instead yeah. of being like, I think this sounds good. Yeah. It's just better to know like, oh, I know this is going to sound good and it'll sound good like this too. And it'll sound good like this too. And the way it point. happened for me is I, um, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, it sounds good. I twist this knob. I push that button. And then I went to school and then I figure out what it all means. And I honestly think that's the best way to do it's it. It's the best way. Because if you start with the understanding of it. You're going to, like, logic the fuck out of it, and it's not going to sound good. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to do it off of feeling and then understand how you get that feeling. Exactly. And I um, <clears throat> and I have that I have that struggle when uh, I tweeted a while back. I was like, this engineering shit is, like, really taken away from me being an artist. And I hate it because I'll, I'll, I'll be making a song or whatever. And, like, say you send a beat to me or whatever, and I'm making a song and I'm writing. And I'm like, fuck. I know what I have in my head, but how to achieve that? Like for the longest, I've been trying to achieve how to do like, um, like the Travis Scott like it was it was one song with Juice World. The party never ends. Yeah. And fuck, what did he say? In the club, fucked up. What did he say? Fuck the club. Fuck up. the club. Up. Yeah. And he's and it's like a chorus, but it's not a chorus. It's like people yelling in the fuck, back. No bystanders. Is that is that layering? I need fuck to listen club, to. It. I can I can let you fuck know. Fuck the club. I need to listen. It. I, I've been yeah. trying to achieve that shit because there's some songs where I just want to be like yelling shit, but I want there to be like a crowd behind me yelling the same shit. But you hear the main vocal, and I'm trying to figure that shit out, but I can never understand how to do it because whenever I try to, I don't know what kind of EQs I need to put on the background vocals. Like, I what, guarantee we're overthinking. Oh, 100%. You probably don't need to do any processing. It's it's probably some basic ass shit. Yeah, bro. But. Basic ass shit used so specifically and creatively that it sounds like that. Exactly. But I know that one of the problems was room noise. And it's like, if you have a bunch of vocals with room noise, you have to EQ them all out specifically depending on each vocal. Yeah. This shit will fix that. Yeah. It didn't pick up much room noise. So when I got, I was, that's one of the things I was like, okay, I know I got a, a dynamic mic. I can just use that and it'll be straight. And then 
everything else will be Gucci. Um, it would just have to be figuring out how to mix the background vocals. But I, I always wanted to make a song where it was just like that, like, or chorusy, like, crowd in the back. I was like, man, I'll tr- I've been trying to figure out for the longest how to do that. And there was some, I saw this one, it was like, this dude got static noise uh, on YouTube, and he, he had static noise, and he put it, put specific parts in certain keys of what the phrase he was trying to say. So he had his main vocal, and he had the static noise in the back, and yeah. it sounded like a crowd, but it was in the right key. Yep. So he had, he had, he had, he had to have, he had to identify the key that the static noise was in and then tune it to the key I that was exactly right. exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. That's something I had Just to like learn beats. with drums, actually. With the uh, like, 808s. When you start out, too, you wouldn't even think it. Claps can be in the wrong key. Hi-hats no, can be in the wrong key. I never, I've never... Yeah. You I, wouldn't I've, think I've it because it's in, a lot subtler. Like, mm-hmm. if you hear an 808 in the wrong key, that shit makes your ears bleed. Because it's like a... It's like but, a, like, the slight tone change of a snare will make it hit better. See, and I, I've done it before where I would put it on different keys... And I didn't. I didn't look at the key of it. I just do it by ear. I, I do no it by the ear. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, this frequency hits harder. And I'm definitely wrong sometimes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I can't. I mean, you can't really tell. But 808s yeah. for sure. I used to. I used to when I was making beats when I first started. Everything C C major. Uh, oh yeah. For for uh, 808s. I'm to like, oh, this to is everyone trying to tune their 808s, pitch it up to like C8, because you can hear that clear as hell. A few octaves up. Yep. And then pitch it back down once you got the tone. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to get to a producer and you send them, like, you're, like, trying to get feedback or you're trying to, like, link with a producer, send them an out-of-key 808, they're not going to read your messages again. Yeah, bro. They, they, that that not, tells not them all they dick, need. But like, yeah, that tells them all they need to know. Yeah. It's like, oh, you just, it's like, yo, you, if you can't, if you didn't, if you don't know the basics of tuning your 808s, tuning your drums, your percussions, why the fuck, how would I expect you to know all this other shit that I'm expecting from you? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the most basic shit that's like Beats 101. But And, and on some like more like just top-down view of it, that just shows that you're like impatient. You're not spending the time to learn your craft before you try to get the benefits of Exactly. It. Like I had this dude I was with Tristan. We come back from the Batman movie, and this dude asked me, um... How do you mix your vocals? How do you mix your vocals, man? I'm like, like period. I'm like, man. What's the EQ? I'm not going to say, dude. Cameron actually watches my podcast. Cameron, I'm going to explain something to you, bro. It's not one thing. It's not one thing. It's not one plug-in. It's not one chain. It's like you listen to the vocal, you hear the problems, but you have to train your ear to hear the problems, and then you attenuate. So like, oh, this frequency, these frequencies are like too annoying. Take them out, frequent, you know, do EQ sweeping, add compression. There's not one way to do it. Like I said, mixing, you can't teach mixing, but you can teach the basics of how to use certain plugins to get what you want. Yeah. And so, for those who don't know, attenuate is the opposite of boosting. It's taking out. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, the only thing you can learn is the use of the plugins. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like taste. Yes. And that's the, the thing that I think a lot of people are missing. You mm-hmm. need to develop your taste. Develop the taste. Listen to songs that you like a lot. Mm -hmm. And, like, if it helps you, like, literally sit down and write down the aspects of the song that make you you like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One thing I'm having trouble with, I guess, and I don't know, I I mean, this has to be mixing, or I don't know. It could be both. Well, definitely both. Uh, Mixing and mastering. Now, I heard some songs uh, from Jack Harlow. His older projects, the 808s, you always want your 808s to be in the middle. 
right? But um, there's some songs I hear of his where it's like I can literally hear the tone, the t- the the top low end, if that makes sense. Yeah. The top low end in the middle, and then the low low ends on on literally each. But I can hear his vocal. That's so interesting. I I always try. I'm like, is that something the producer would have to do, or is because here's what I think. So there's a remember that stereo thing I showed you the doubler yeah. and I so I I do parallel compression so I have like damn near one compressed vocal in the middle and then for width I use the like the top end yeah of my vocal to go stereo spread I'm like when I use that Abbey Road plugin on my master and I spread it all the way those vocals get very so it it almost sounds like it's right here yeah so I'm like is that how they do 808s where it's like you have your 808s and it's already like right here, but when you do the mastering, it goes out here, but the vocals are so mono that it stays in the middle. That's, that's what. That's interesting because that's actually technically like from what you like learn as right. That's like the opposite. It is. Yeah. I did this on um, uh, what is it called? I did it on uh, Never Look Back. Yep. With Kim Cooley, so already the the cell phone vocals and everything. Um, the fucking 808s because I made the beats to all those songs on there. Yeah. The eight oh eights on those on on uh, late nights. If you listen to late nights, mm-hmm. I pan out the fucking uh, the eight oh eight. Yeah, hard left and hard right. Yeah, and it sounded like so like it was crazy. I, no, I've I never know. done that before, it's and I was in, like, I'm working when I work with sub bases, mm-hmm. and I'm like getting a sample from someone of just the sub bass. Yeah, I I will pan it mono just out of like habit. Yeah. And then it fucks it up completely. Really? Because the 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 feeling of like this huge bass surrounding you gets fucked completely when you put it mono. That is so crazy. I don't know what I did, but I, I, I So I just leave it. You leave it? Yeah. I don't know what I did, bro. I, I panned it stereo and it sounded really like you can hear the cause it was like gritty, it was like like that. Mm-hmm. And I put them on the sides and um they sounded fine. I was like what the fuck? Okay. Well, yeah. But I did spend a lot of time on, like, just trying different shit. But that worked. But I never tried it after that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, we I think should mess around I, with that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I, I, don't know what, I don't know what it is, but when you... I, I hear songs now, and I don't... The 808 is not, like... It, it sounds like it's everywhere. And I'm yeah. like, how the fuck do you do that? Because I didn't... That, like, see, you know the beats that I've been playing, though? Mm-hmm. Does it sound like that to you? It's um. I would have to put the headphones on and yeah. really, really get into the mixing but on the of speakers. It. On the speakers, I can't tell on these speakers. That's fair. Even even back then, I was mixing on headphones. I couldn't use these speakers in my room because everybody would be asleep. Mm-hmm. So I would be mixing on headphones, and I would just do it what my headphones told me, because it was just like that. Um, but I can never tell on these speakers. That's yeah, the that's thing. Fair. Like making beats on on or make just going back to making beats again i i don't think i could do i can definitely do it yeah but i just don't want to go into mixing and all that because i'll hear the beat and i don't want to record on it yep so it's just um i i I think with and that's i don't i don't know what mastering does if i'm gonna be completely honest i don't really know i i i I guess i can because you're not only because if you get a mix right and then you get a mastered version of that same mix. Yeah. Then level yep. the volumes together. Well, I think... I don't I don't know. So, I could be completely talking out of my ass. Mm-hmm. Because I actually don't know what technically mastering means. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, definition type shit. Mm-hmm. 
but mixing is everything that has to do with the levels. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you toss a reverb on there, that's mastering. If you toss a delay on there, that's mastering. You know what I mean? Like, on like, the whole track. Just in general. Like, if you're in the mixing stage and you put a reverb on, you're not mixing anymore. What? Because the mix is, like, the dynamics of it. Like, compressor, EQ, levels, period. Yeah. Limiter, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the master versus the mix is literally the post effect after you fuck with the level. Yes. That is my understanding. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, I get I get what you're saying. But I think I've I think levels are messed with in the master as well. Because after you put it in the effects, it changes. Well, sometimes, bro, in the mastering chain, they they do automation clip on the track itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the f- why would you automate something that should be consistent throughout the whole thing? But well, are they automating effects or the volume? The uh, they're automating how hard they comp- like like the Abbey Road shit. Mm-hmm. You have let's say they have a certain compressor on there, they have an EQ or whatever. They automate that during certain parts of the song. I've yeah. seen people, and I'm like, why that makes would sense, you though. do that? That does. And I, I'm I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm like, say, what am I missing, bro? Say okay, <laughs> I noticed this on a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Say you have just standard hip hop track at the start. With the instrumental intro that most have, you want the guitar, say, like, front and center. You want that to be the attention of it. But the moment the 808 hits and the rapper starts talking, you want that shit to be background. Yeah. And you want that change to be, like, as felt and not heard as possible. Mm. So, like, if compressing down or whatever, like, different, different parts need to be at different levels throughout the song. Yeah. Ideally. They're usually, like... With the trap process right now, uh-huh. I think that doesn't happen a lot of the time. Yeah. Damn. But in terms of, like, getting in on the production, damn, that makes sense to me. Oh, man. And I actually do that sometimes with beats. I don't think people, like, even hear it. Like, yeah, it's, I'll yeah. take the melody and I'll automate the melody throughout the beat just on some, like, basic level of shit mm-hmm. so it sounds right. Like, you remember the sample rate we were messing yeah, with that, bro. that 40 does? Mm-hmm. The sample rate, and I think he does it the same way. If you like, if you do that sample rate trick when it's just the sample playing and not like Drake's vocals, for instance, it sounds fucked because you're missing like half of the frequency yeah. range of the song. Yeah. And the purpose of it is to like make room for Drake. Yeah. But when Drake's not there, you don't need to make room. You don't need to make it. You just keep that original and it'll fill everything in. So what I'll do is I'll like make it unique and then I'll change the sample rate only for the verse. And then when it comes out, you can barely even tell. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't think about that because you do when whenever the vocals aren't on there, it sounds empty. Mm-hmm. And it, but it, it's it's meant to be like that for the vocals. But if the vocals aren't there, it sounds empty. Damn. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And, Mom, and like, that shit is hard to think about when you're making beats. <laughs> like, cause when you're making a beat, you want that shit. And I think a lot of producers have trouble with this. Like, mm-hmm. producers will be making a beat, and they'll be thinking about it as a song, like an instrumental song. Yeah. Because all they're thinking about is, I want this beat to be as fire as possible. hmm But realistically, you need to think about, how is the rapper going to get on this first and foremost? And two, how do I make it as fire as possible? Exactly. Exactly. And even then, the fucking... The artist, like, I always go in and I always take the beginning, put it in the middle, mm-hmm. take the end, put it at the beginning, yeah. cut off the shit. So, yeah. And 
<clears throat> shit is so so dope. But that's just part of being creative. But yeah, I completely understand. They try to make it sound good, mm-hmm. like the like the what, the structuring of it. Yeah. But they never really like. Oh, here's space. I'm leaving space for the artist, and yeah. I hate that. Overproduced beats are f- like I call them beat battle beats. Beat battle beats. Yes. That's because exactly, like, bro. If you submitted that, sure, you would fucking go crazy. But like, if you got, if you got triplets in every hi hat roll you can imagine in your hi hat pattern, who like, you send that to 500 rappers, bro. Maybe one of them can think of a way to get on that. Yeah, and even that, they they wouldn't say much. Yeah, yeah, yeah I. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's hard. Have... It's hard. Yeah, it it is. Like the the simpler it is, the more creative room. If you look at hits, it's a two-step half the time. Yes. It's nothing much. I mean, they used to, bro, they used to get, I mean, not saying that a Grammy's worth much, but they used to make, I think J. Cole said that shit, actually. He was like, I was making music when you could win a Grammy off of a... No melody. No melody. Get a platinum plaque with no melody. Platinum plaques without no melodies. And I think about that. I do think about that, too. I'm like, damn, like, that's true. Music is music. And the more you overthink it, the less shit gets done. And I think that's a comment about hip-hop, too. Mm. At a certain point, like, you didn't need a melody for hip-hop. But now hip-hop is being fused with pop and rock and all sorts of shit. Like, Juice World. I'm sorry to anybody who thinks it's pure rap. It's, like, more rock influence than it is rap influence. Mm-hmm. And... You can definitely hear it. Yeah. I mean, like, even Juice as a person, like, you look at his influences... Half of them were in, were not rap. Never. Um, I think one of them was Eminem. Yeah, that was it. But the rest were just, just and it, and it's like that. I mean, they fucking call themselves rock stars, bro. The yeah. fuck do you think? Uzi, same way. Um, not really. He's more rap than Juice World, but but even same thing though. His melodies are not yeah. rap. Yeah, that's true. But now it is rap because we're used to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if a rapper sings. Yeah. Is it is it singing? No, nah, it's it's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. For real. No, but there was like a I forget what it was, but in one song Boogie was like complaining about people talking calling him a singer for singing. Metro boom and make it boom. He, he was like, I'm melodic rapping. A I melodic I, rapping? <laughs> I was like, Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know. I feel like the more labels we put on it, the worse it yeah. is. Like, some people, they've heard only music, like, Hopeless, I'm singing on it, but I'm, like, rapping too. And some some people were, like, reference me, they're like, oh, yeah, he's a singer. I'm like, who the fuck is calling me a singer? No, and then He sings. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm capable I'm, of singing. I'm, I'm capable of singing. I do sing. Yeah. But I, I'm not just a singer. It's like I'm, the whole beat maker versus producer thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like. Or, obviously or, or sample maker. I hate when people put themselves in a box like that. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm a sample maker. It's like, I mean, respect. I bet you make crazy samples. Mm-hmm. I work with so many crazy, talented sample makers, and my beats would not be the way they are if I didn't have those. Yeah. But just, if you put yourself in a box, it's like there's no room for anything else. You're just limiting well, yourself. Well, no room for improvement, point. too. Exactly. You need perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. To understand what kind of room you need to put on a beat, you need to sit with an artist. Mm-hmm. To understand what kind of melody you need to make for a beat, you need to sit with a beat maker. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or be that yourself. Exactly. And not a lot of time. And, and unless you were influenced by, like, and and I get 
that's why what makes an artist so great, artist, producer, or whatever, is because they grow up off different influences, but they make a certain type of music. Like, a lot of rappers, they don't listen to a lot of rap growing up, but they, yeah. they listen to, like, rock and, like, other shit that influenced... You'd be what, surprised what Playboy Cardi's influences are. Let me guess. I don't... I don't... Like, oh, oh. I, I can't listen to him. Oh. But, like, I've seen videos of him listening to music you would never expect. <laughs> and, like, Some elevator I have music. faint memories of, like, hearing about his musical influences. You would not... You would not see that shit coming. Yeah. I and mean, it makes sense, because, like, who the fuck rapped like Playboy Cardi before Playboy Cardi? Like, nobody. Like, now everybody just... raps like him. Exactly. Not you, but you know mm -hmm. what I mean. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do some shit where it's, like, obviously I'm trying to have my own sound. Here's, here, here's uh, not a theory. Here's what I, um, I, th I talked about this on the previous podcast, but there is, like, a certain aesthetic, right? Yeah. Now, if I put, like, let's say... Uzi, Travis Scott, Playboy Cardi, a little bit of Kanye. This one makes Kanye special. Um, they all have like when you listen to the music, you see neon lights, you see hella like spaced out shit. Like it's 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 not natural, right? Yeah, it's very it's very effect heavy. But when you look at J Cole, when you look at Kendrick Lamar, well, that's what makes Kendrick Lamar special. Yeah. When you look at uh uh, uh Moneybag Yo, mm -hmm. um. They have real grounded natural vocals, but they it's like that's what their sound is. What makes Kanye and Kendrick Lamar special? Kendrick Lamar can hit those hit on the like the neon I see music in color, so hang with me here. I got you. I can see Kanye and, and Kendrick hitting like the neon, like spaced out crazy shit and mix it with like the grounded and I, and I think a part of that is because Kanye makes music where it's like, well, first of all, he's not on, as far as his vocals, it's not on this side, like with the neon shit, because he has like no damn near, no reverb, but the shit he talks about is real grounded. And I just see it as like, like luxury music. Like, lux, like, like when I see, when I listen to J. Cole or, or Kendrick Lamar, uh, you know, all these uh, like grounded, real simp—not simple rappers, but like real simple beats. Like it's it's what I see is. I think it's about what you're trying to emphasize in the song. It, you know it, what I mean? Like, yeah. If a tra in a Travis song, like he's trying to like transport you. Yes. You know. Yes. Like he's trying to make you feel your like you're on Mars. Yes. J Cole is trying to tell you some shit about life. He doesn't need to take you to Mars to do that. And that's what I see. That's what that's what I see. I just see like when I listen to their aesthetic of music, it, it's it's literally like that. Yeah. So it's two different audiences. Completely. And, and and some people can bridge that, like you were it, saying, yes. like Kanye. Yes. Exactly. And I'm trying to make some music like that because I love both. Yeah. I love both. I love all the effects and shit. You know, Kanye executive produced a whole lot of red. Did what the fuck? That? Yeah. That's why I did the music video with the... Yeah. You know, like, those ridiculously distorted 808s and shit like that? What? Yeah. Like, I also think it's who you work with. And, and, wow. And who you take influence from. Because it's like... Bro, Scoop to Poop, that fucking bar, that is a Playboy Cardi, like, influence flow. From, from that last... From that stu stupid little pump song. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, there's so much shit I didn't even think about, bro. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. When I saw that, bro, I was surprised. And do you know who the ex other executive producer was? Head creative director at Givenchy. Like, what the fuck? G Givenchy? What is that? 
Like it's it's a it's a luxury house brand, like designer clothes. What the fuck? You know all like the tight ass leather shit yeah. that goes with the Rick Givenchy. That's why Kanye wears yeah leather. And and they just had a runway show literally two days ago, and the fucking soundtrack for that was done by like Ken Carson producers. I don't know if you know who that is. Ken Carson, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. There's so many. So they're all on some like weird different shit. That is, it's super interesting though. That's gonna sit with me. It's gonna sit with me, bro. That's fucking and like, crazy. Bro, I saw a, a video yesterday. A French campaign video used a Yeet song as the background. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. What the fuck? Nah, cultures. And he's a Mexican Romanian dude. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not French. He posted some pictures, like, posting up next to the Eiffel Tower that, like, most French people would probably think are disrespectful. <laughs> I'd know my dad's French. <laughs> but shit's interesting, bro. Tonka, tonka. No, literally. Like, I love you, man. Hey, the devil on my phone. Tell me you're doing this shit. <laughs> tell me you're doing this shit. You know, he also executive and he was the engineer on all of his shit. Who? He engineers himself on everything. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. He just gets beats. He mixes everything. Really? Yeah. See that? Sh- do, you, do you know who <laughs> Wayland is? What? Uh, pretty underground, but really well known in the underground. You, I, I heard he used to be on some crazy shit like black market RPG type shit. <laughs> what? Re- recently, he dropped a song called "Blaming Myself" with Mike Dean. That's insane. But like, Yeet got his presets from Wayland. What the? Fuck? Yeah, bro. But it's such a weird ass fucking what? connection. Like. This like spider web of connections is insane. That is so wild, bro. I, I'll show you after. That's it's pretty crazy music. I can imagine because if they're in the studio together, be like, nah, check this shit out. You look at this shit. Look at this preset I got. Mm-hmm. Wow, that shit crazy. <laughs> it's like it's a laundry like, mat. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? Fuck, who does that sound like? I'm trying to think. Well, other than Yeet. But you who got does a devil on my phone. You do this shit. Donk, donk. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely unique. I didn't. I never thought when I, I the first time I heard you, it was the the one with the it was called Get Busy. Oh yeah, put me on. I didn't like Too Alive though. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I can't lie. I think it's funny. I like, really like I think it. it's funny. It is pretty funny. But I know I I know some like I I've been tapped in with the producers long before Ye. Really? Yeah. And I've learned about him through like. Bro, when Yeet was, like, not so, like, crazy, everybody was, like, push the Yeet agenda. <laughs> like, every, a, a song would drop, and every producer that is, like, in that circle mm-hmm. would, like, he has a cult following. Really? Bro. Yeah, oh, yeah, I bet. It is crazy. Like, Twizzy, you've heard that? Him. Mm. That was him. He came up wow. with that. Now everybody calls everybody Twizzy. Everybody got the turbans on and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's different. Yeah. I mean, that was ASAP Rocky a while ago. No, that was the, um, that was, a. Uh... It's not a. It's not a turban. It's a. What's it it's called? It's just a headscarf. Oh, what is it called? It's called something. Uh, babushka. Babushka oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah, song. Yeah. yeah. I I thought that was crazy. I I love that. Did what? you see the music video on that? Yeah, I love that. Oh shit. my god. With the pigs. That's what. That's the type of shit I'm trying to. At trying the end, to, they're in the I fucking like, hot dog shop. Dude. Oh, oh my god. god bro, because so much. I, I. That's what I want to do. I think the best thing that really pushes me. Um, is one one of them would be like watching documentaries and shit. But what really makes me want to like do music, like not do music, but push harder as far as 
getting real detailed in the editing of music is uh the music videos and concerts. You know, have you seen Dot Com Nirvana stuff? Uh-uh. He's like Yeet's new di- videographer. Mm-hmm. And that shit is insane. He is getting really popular really fast. Really? Re- like he, he, crazy. I saw one that he's he did. He's been shooting for a lot of Trippy Red stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. Damn. And, that, and that, like that whole baby like Young yeah. Boy album uh-huh. all comes from that like new underground like, Ken Carson Eve thing. Yeah, the Kid Car- Bro, I never knew who e- Kid Carson Even, fuck, what's it called? Off of Wants and Needs. That one beat that Drake rapped on that Super Mario produced. Fuck. Wants and uh, Needs. Oh, yeah, with Lil Baby? Yeah, Wants and Needs. Or, or, sorry, Scary Hour is the... Scary Hours. There was one song off. Let me... Okay. Scary Hours. Yeah, I don't even know if you know, but Yeet has a Drake co-sign. Yeet has a Drake co-sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's I next? See that. This shit. Have you heard this? This shit, uh-uh. I'll cut it out for, for whatever. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it is. Like, it sounds very it's, underground. It's interesting. And that was almost a year ago now. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a while ago. Damn. That is um a lot of influence. I like it. That's I like I another like thing you could get into about Drake. I don't mean, I've been talking a lot. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But Drake, part of why I feel like he's stayed so relevant is he goes like into the trenches with like the most unknown artists from yeah. the most unknown places, yeah. takes that and then makes a hit with it. Like people were making dance hall before Drake did it, well before. <laughs> yeah. But everyone was like, "What is this new kind I of need music? A I've never, I've, I've never heard." He came up with that kick pattern. <laughs> it's like, nah, that's Jamaican, that's, bro. That's but literally like, in that's that was from 18 BC. This nah, shit literally. Was, <laughs> he said about 18 BC ass music, bro. Fuck. But he has an ear for it. Yeah. He knows what's about to be popular. Mm-hmm. You, heard, you heard about the Drake. Effect or some shit. I've heard of it. when he when he signs artists and it's oh, like yeah. they fall off. I mean, Block Boy. Who who else? Who was the other one? He did the song Apology. Fuck. Fuck was it? Uh, T T T T Grizzly. No, T Grizzly didn't fall off. Fuck T. Uh, nor is he signed with Drake? Is he? T Grizzly. Yeah. T. Uh, what's his name? It starts with a T. He did a song Apology. They did a genius uh, open mic. I don't, I don't oh, know. Fuck, 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 fuck. He's co-signed by Drake. Lil TJ. Oh shit, yeah. Lil TJ, he's a Drake co-sign. Yeah, he sunk his own career. Man, I and I, I like I, I like from him. I haven't heard anything from him. Did you s- ego, bro? <laughs> That's like, nah, fuck that. It's the Drake effect. Cra- he's crazy music, but like, way too quickly when like pop. It was alive, and, like, Boogie was doing extremely well. And, like, mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky's from New York. And Lil yeah. TJ was running around being like, I stole this chain from Boogie. I'm the king of New York. <laughs> Talking so much shit. And it's like, dude, wait, like, three years and maybe. So- sounds You're like, too young, though. Sounds like me uh, going to New York with Blow. No, I'm liter- the king of New York. Yeah, literally. I'm the king of New York. Nah. I'm not going to walk in Boston and be like, I'm the best producer out of this fu- I'm, the, I'm not. I'm I the know best it producer for from fact. Boston. And, you, and, and TJ should know. I'm yeah. sorry. You're not ASAP Rocky. He, he just has to grow. You're, you're not 50 Cent. <laughs> you're not, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. You're fire. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's one thing to be like, I'm the best I can be versus I'm the best period. out of this. I'm the best period out of this area. I think I think if you if you were to say I'm the best period, I think that's a little less than saying I'm the best out of this area. I think that's yeah. what I think. Because you're attacking people when you say I'm the best in this area. In this area, and and if people, you say you say I'm the best period, and everybody's like, yeah, you're capping. Yeah, and it's like it's like. Until you prove him wrong. Yeah. Like Kanye. Like yeah. Kanye, he's always said he was the, like, the best, or besides DJ Khaled. Um, uh, Kanye would always be like, I'm a god, I'm a god, blah, blah, blah. DJ Khaled is like, we, we the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, we the, yeah, we the best. Never mind. Yeah. Which I respect, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's his thing, bro. Yeah. And, um, fuck it. You can't, you can't, nobody can tell you you're wrong when you say we. Because he's <laughs> like, I mean, we like the world. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh uh, uh we we the best okay uh, we, we the bad. best plan. I didn't mean to call you out. Like like damn, my bad. Yeah, what like it's fuck? a little easy to call out Kanye when he's like, "I'm God." Yeah, I'm God. Drops mic. Yeah, like uh, I'm God. That, but that's his. That's his. Uh, that's his. All the white people pray. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh shit. All the Kanye fans. All the Kanye Christian fans are like, fuck. But, Five years, we're going to have KanyeMingle.com. <laughs> Kanye <laughs> nah, bro. Fucking, uh, what is it? Didn't somebody do some shit, like a website or an app? Uh, Donald Trump. Didn't he, he made a fucking uh, the truth, truth, dot, truth app or some shit? I have no idea, but that sounds about right. Donald Trump made an app um, called Something Truth. Basically... On that app, if there's any news that you say is false, you get kicked off, kicked off the app, or banned, or some shit, right? The well, look at this. The point of that. Exactly. So everybody has their opinions on this app, right? Like, but they're, but they're all censored. But they're all censored. Like so being it, in Russia right now, bro. Yeah, it's like it's like you can have your opinion unless you don't like Putin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like I don't because Donald Trump was promoting it like. Only the truth and only um, valid opinions will be posted on this app. And I'm like, this is just an app. The truth dictated by you? Yes. I'm like, it's... Stop calling it the truth. It's not the truth anymore. It, it was a very contradicting app, but everybody was talking about it. And Annoying, it's so bro. funny, bro. Because it's the like... What the fuck is this shit? It's just annoying. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do, though? Someone's, I've, okay, so I'm not going to say this is my idea, but this is an idea I have inspired by uh, this Instagram account. They, they do like nostalgia. It's called nostalgia. They basically do a lot of shit. Like, if you know, when you go through a thrift store and they have like little cheap ass toys, it shows like Shrek and Batman and fucking mm -hmm. Captain America. Yeah, It'll be some shit like that, but with like, he'll, he'll post like, like the graphics for like a toy, and it's like Tyler the Creator in the wig. So it's like, oh, a little action figure. It's dope. And yeah. it'll make cards. And I was like, cards. And I was like, in Monarchy, like later when we have our shit established, have fucking trading cards for the for the artist for the artist. And, and it's like it's like, oh, if you have these two cards, like a like a Tristan John card and and you know like Dame card, and it's like, I made this song. It'll be rare to have that combo. That's you know, sick. You know what I mean? So I it's like, oh, here's here's like a song that we made, but it's just my card, and here's a song that you produced, but it's your card, and you have the and it's rare to get that combo. 
No, I think I think That's that cool. would be, and you could just trade them, and then uh, there would be like, and it would be like on mine, we'd have like holographic butterflies and like all the shit, like I for that song. So if it was blue bonnets, so blue bonnets, butterflies, and all this shit, yeah. and then each song is different. That's I think that would be so. Ba- I, that's a dream that I have, like, yeah, where you just have like a. Pa- oh man, I I think that I I would have that in like, like when I what like if I had a plaque and I went platinum on a record, it would have those cards. You can put those cards in. You mean when? <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're right. When? When I get that shit? Yes, sir. When I get that shit. Exactly. Got to manifest. Got to manifest. Not trying to sound like a no. You're no. You're completely bitch, right. I've been I've been correcting myself before yeah. this. I I, I, I didn't do it even all the time. Like mm-hmm. yeah. And that that, but that's that's what I want to do, and um, I will make it happen because I think that shit will just be so fucking unique. Yeah, that would be sick. Because no one's I don't no one's ever done that. Someone's probably gonna steal it from this video, but I'm gonna I'm gonna execute that shit to its fullest with just monarchy artists. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, that'd be so badass. Um. But yeah, yeah. She'll be like, "Oh damn, I got this card and I got this card. It's a rare combo. Never had the shit. You put it in the shit, and you, put you could it in even the have shit. some cards where it's like individual characters, but then like one card is like both. Oh, I yes. have, I have the, I have the actual full, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying. yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, and it'll two headed goat, <laughs> dude. And by the time the card comes out, it'll say the records that it broke, and where it stands, like. Mm-hmm. Like, here's how many copies it sold, blah, blah, blah. And it'll show, like, a star rating. With the direction we're going in, bro, I feel like that would be an NFT. Like an NFT! And it's updating. Like, the, 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 the stats on it. Updating oh, stats. it updates! Dog. Nah, I did not think about that. I don't know how to make NFTs, though. Me neither, bro. Fuck! Something we need to look into. Because <laughs> no, NFTs, like, in terms of music, it's gonna go in that direction, yeah, like, bro. Exclusive beats, exclusive loops, shit like that. Oh, that would be because so it's fucking like, fire, bro. Do you know how it works as like a concept? Mm-mm. It's oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, for, for the NFTs, yeah, yeah, like unique digital ID type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, so many people get beats stolen, so many people yes. get loops stolen, and like hackers are crazy, bro. I had a song with somebody that like we sent between each other on email. We're small as fuck, like. Nobody has any incentive. Whoa. I, I, out of curiosity, I Google my name on SoundCloud. And a song that I have on my hard drive that, my, that the artist has that I know for a fact he didn't want to release because it's definitely not our best shit. It's like, Frazier XT Young leaked. I'm like, what the fuck? We emailed that to each other. <laughs> and it's leaked. But like, bro, hackers are crazy. Like, right now, wow. as we speak, bro, they're like dismantling the defense in Russia. Like, from computers here. Oh, wow. So, like, people can do crazy shit. So, like, for That's NFTs, crazy. it's, like, yeah, unique digital ID. Like, that shit's going to be valuable when yeah. less, that, and less, value is, in itself. less and less is physical, too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even, even music is not physical. So, I think it's a great match no, with Not NFTs. anymore. What That's the about? thing. Well, it, it used to be physical. What do you, like music, like when you transfer music. Well, like, okay, think about like 20 years ago. Like if music didn't exa- exist physically, it didn't exist. If you didn't have a CD of it, it didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, you know you're, what right, I mean? you're right, you're music right. Music was physical at once. Music was physical. And now it's not. And that's like, you're right. that even supports the idea of like shit going more towards NFTs. Exactly. Like at what point are we going to decide like it's too wasteful to be producing trading cards? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. NFT would be, a, oh man. 
Oh, that is a great idea. I didn't even think about that. I was like, physical trading cards, like yeah. have physical trading cards. Because one of my friends, uh, Julian, I had him on the podcast uh, a while ago. I forgot what episode it was, but um, what he's doing now, he's buying a bunch of football cards and just opening them. And do- he made a TikTok for it and everything. He's making money off that shit. Oh yeah, and I'm like, that's, that's badass. Right. And I want to do that with like the monarchy shit, but NFTs. That sounds so badass. But to even to do loops and beats and be there's like, a, there's a huge producer Elmind. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-mm. He's like crazy good. Love yours. That's him. Mm. Uh, really? Yep. He did all wow. sorts of Uzi, Travis. Like he did a bunch of stuff off of Huncho Jack. What the Every, fuck? Everywhere. So you know, Love Yours is one of my favorites that he did, and that's who I found out. But he is already into the NFT stuff. Really? Like he did something recently in the past year, which is literally it's not NFT. Actually, it is. So, um. He found somebody who built a virtual house. So in the sense that like 3D, like virtual goggles, yeah. a house that you can walk through. Oh. And that shit sold for like 600K. Like on VR and shit. Right? Yeah, exactly. So he works with this person and they created international virtual studio sessions that people have to pay for. And they're trying to get, to, get it to the point where it's like in the virtual session, you can see people playing the keys. You can see people producing. So you can be in the studio producing with some guy from like Shanghai. In your own home. In your own home. And you can record. Exactly. That's what, what they're that's the... what they're working on. Right now all they have is workshops. So it's like a virtual meeting, a virtual producer workshop. Teaching wow. people shit. Oh, so teaching... that's what it's that's what it is oh, right now. Oh wow. You, 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 you pay for entry. Not nothing too crazy because he's like an actual genuinely like yeah, trying yeah, to help yeah. the people kind of person. Uh-huh. And he just teaches people all over the world. No, that's badass. That's it's, like paying for crazy. class. And, and, and what he was saying is the direction they're trying to bring it in is like, I want to like be able to play the keys. You see what keys I'm playing. And then with my I actual can teach MIDI you. hardware. Exactly. Wow. Wow. And it's like, bro, like thinking about that, what, what that would unlock. Dude, I don't need to be in like. Oh, fucking uh, Hobbs, uh, photographer from Houston, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, He's managing an artist called Tuma, and he fucking has a virtual concert. He's doing virtual concerts yeah. for $60, bro. And I'm sure they do fine. Oh, yeah. That's like, so crazy, that's, bro. That's the interesting thing about the pandemic, bro. That shit, like, expedited the shit out of yeah. all of this. Wow. Like, that is a great idea. Like, virtual, Studio like, shit. everything. Like, concerts were happening a lot, like, from big artists doing Oh, yeah, virtual. doing virtual concerts. Yeah. Man. Like, virtual, like, sports yeah. games. Ever Everything. since I seen the WWE with all those screens in the crowds, fuck me up. Oh, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? You got a bunch of flat screens in the in the seats of where the fans used to be, and it's just, it's just crazy, bro. But yeah. who would have thought? In and, our and, lifetime, and if, and if you have a a virtual concert, theoretically everybody could be front row. Yeah. All in it's one like spot. Breaking down barriers. It's interesting. Damn, it is. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's super interesting. Because it's like, even from like an environmental standpoint, that shit helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're not like, say you have a massive stadium. You're trying to get like 100K people to this place. And it's you're like saving it's... 100K cars worth of gas. Yeah. All sorts of shit like that. It's fucking crazy. And I, I get, I'm, I'm, I, what I would see is the ones who pay top, top dollar get to be there in person. Get to interact with the artist virtually. And then have access to other or shit Or whatever, too. yeah. 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 
Damn. It's but everybody can though. view it. But there are already producers like taking advantage of this shit like actively. That is that is that is very Palace smart. Palace is actually. one of them actually. Really? Yeah. Damn. They that sold is very out smart. They sold out half a mil worth of stuff in 45 minutes. Him and a guy and wow. another producer named Gumboy. Cuz they were working on actually part of what it was. I don't know the whole thing. I don't want to like not do it justice, but part mm-hmm. of it was um they basically had like almost like action figures for hip hop things and they did crazy research and built in like a full like history to each thing. So you could like buy a collectible thing and it was a collectible 3D model in your computer with like crazy history behind it. Like in hip hop stuff. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sick. Like a trophy. Like if you get it on a game and it exactly. should, you can look up the, wow, I didn't. It's so interesting. And it's like what? one of one. And that's good because you're, you're helping out the culture and shit. Exactly. Wow. That's, uh, it's that crazy. shit is very interesting. It is interesting. And you own it. Yep. You own that history. As much as you own anything physical, yeah. There's so much. <laughs> this mic is so shitty. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, dad, that is a. Uh... Nah, that's. Yeah, we got to get to work, bro. <laughs> that's that's what it's looking like. Yes, we we got to be on that shit, bro. Um, yeah, who knows what direction shit's going to go in. Yeah. And, man. Well, you got to keep an open mind. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, what I want to do, I want to have so much of something, regardless if it's music, music videos, ideas of music, and then just put it out there as I view it. Yeah. And, and I, you know what, bro? Here's what sucks about this shit, bro. So, you're, I'm, I'm recording, and I'm making the music and shit, and I'm like, just putting my vocals on, mixing it, doing whatever, and I'm already drained. By the time the music comes out, I'm already drained from hearing it, but I'm I have to now I have to fucking promote it, bro. Here's that's what I've been struggling with is how to promote something without a team actually helping me push it. Like that that that's I, a choice you got to make cuz like Tame yeah. you know Tame mm-hmm. you know he does everything from scratch himself. Everything. I'm talking about like he records every instrument from scratch. He does all of the mixing and all of the mastering you up until the final vocal. Like Everything is him. And do you know what he says? Hmm. By the end of an album, I'm like suicidal as fuck. <laughs> no, he dead no ass said that. Way. He was like, I can't. Like, he was like, I need to take two to four years off of listening to an oh album my before God. I can pro- pro- properly enjoy it. But I respect it because it's like selfless. Yeah. He, he has such a specific creative vision that he knows he has to do all of himself. And he like sacrifices his ability to enjoy it. Sometimes... Sometimes I feel that way, bro. Yeah. I'm like I'm like that with beats and samples. Samples especially. I'm I not bet. quick with those. And I hate most of the samples I make when I finish them. Yeah. And then I'll go back and I'm like, holy shit. Damn. Oh, man, there's there's just something about it. It's like you're you're putting so much of yourself into something. It's like mentally exhausting. It just takes so much out of you. It does. You're you're literally putting but yourself. You, but but in. it's almost like when you're not doing it, you need to get it out of you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. There's there's always a balance. Yeah. That's one thing that I realized. I was, bro. I was um. I didn't have a session for the studio. No one really booked anything for like a couple months, right? Um, not a couple months, like a couple weeks. And I was like, fuck, like, I have all this time to make music, and I'm trying to. I'm literally I had a writer's block. This was before you came, bro. Like mm-hmm. last week, I had writer's block. 
couldn't think of anything to write, blah, blah, blah. And then just recently, I made a song overnight, and I'm, like, recording more stuff. I finished Canary, like, all this shit, right? That was because I had a session that came in, a six-hour session. Now, how I feel about doing these sessions, I don't really like doing it. I don't really like working. I don't really like working, right? Mm -hmm. But I know I need the money and shit like that. I'm the so I'm doing it. It's fucked. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, have, I'm recording them. I'm, like, okay, you know, this, this shit is easy to me um, as far as, like, mixing during their session and shit like that. And when they're gone, I'm, like, oh, thank God. And I sit over, I, I sat on the couch, bro, six, after a six-hour session. And I'm like, I feel like recording. There's a balance yeah. with everything. Yeah, 100%. And it's I, like. I dead ass, bro. Like, I post on YouTube every day. Mm -hmm. And that's like the one thing I don't let myself slip on. Other than literally doing that bare minimum, bro, I took like two weeks off making anything before I came. Yeah. Because I knew, like, I needed that, like, build the up. space. Yeah. I needed the build up because it's like I feel it like building up when I'm not making music that I want it to. Mm -hmm. That's man. And every time I take a break, I'm better when I came back. Exactly. Like way better than if I spent that whole break making music. I feel like it's just a, like a blank canvas. Yeah, just actually starting. Man, I feel that. I I um I saw this uh, one artist. Uh, he was talking about. He was in an interview, um, and he was talking about. If he goes through writer's block, and this was when I, when I was going through writer's block, like heavy, um, he was like saying, oh, I just go experience some shit. And granted, he was like, I go experience some shit. I go to strip clubs. I fuck some bitches. I, <laughs> and I come yeah. back to the studio. I talk about it. Experience is different for everyone. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I was just going to go I, play I got, golf today. I go watch some like dark ass movies <laughs> to get me thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes, that's bro. like everybody. Like, mm -hmm. I know Palace. Yeah. Literally, same shit. He plays video games and makes samples all day. That's just, all he does. Nice. It seems fun, bro. Yeah. I, 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 you know what I think is stopping me, bro? Like the balance part? It's just me. I, I love when, how do I say this? I'll release music. I know I can do what I need to do. I know what I want. I know what I want to put out. I know when I want to put it out. Mm -hmm. What keeps me balanced or ex i already talked about this excited is having the concerts and shit like that yeah it, it feels like i'm it's paying off somebody yesterday um they text me let me get your name right in case she sees this shit um her name is josanna josanna she said hey i haven't reached out to you in a minute but i've been seeing how far you've come i'm beyond proud of you i remember when you were first starting look how big you become keep on pushing yeah that shit keeps me going too you know what i'm saying yeah 100 and, and i like, need that every once in a while yeah bro and it's um it, it shows it, it's like this shit is paying off one way 100%. or another it's like paying off and i feel like you know on my side at least having a concert would just like be like okay this is me Furthering my art, a hundred percent. You know, yeah. Like when, that's me when I hear vocals on a beat. I'm like, yes, yeah. okay. Because, bro, when you make, when you make so many beats, mm -hmm. and like you don't hear anybody on any of them, you're like, wow, my beats suck. Yeah, like that's it. Like, you have to, you have to. Yeah, that's and why when, like, when I get shit done on shit, I send it to you straight, straight. And I even if it's I a concept. Appreciate that. Like I see producers literally. I saw somebody to yesterday, literally a pretty a pretty big guy in the underground. Um, straight up posted. He was like, "Please send me finished songs with what I send you. It's like the only thing keeping me going right now." Damn, damn. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean it's like that, I'm and not. and it's tough too because like 
if you go long enough without getting like the thing that you need to keep you going, yeah, you still got to keep going. Exactly. You maybe can take a break, but you can't take like I feel like some people take a break and then it's like a it's like a relationship break. That that break never ends. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 take breaks for yourself to keep going. Exactly. You you don't take breaks to be like, okay, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah. For a while. It's it's more like it's more like I know I'm coming back to this. Exactly. I just need a break to get myself realigned mm-hmm. with something. And then I'll, I'll be back. I'll yeah. be back, you know. And then then when you show back up, it's like they're already like pregnant and you're like, well, I've been gone for 9 months. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, uh, honestly, I think I don't we can. Know how the tone of that so fast, bro. You, you looked more in your feelings than I've seen you in your pa- in the past three days, bro. <laughs> no, I think we can. I think we get in this shit right here. We 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 got to be somewhere, but I appreciate y'all coming and watching. Uh, appreciate y'all's time. We are back, baby. I'm I'm gonna try to post more um, podcasts. I'm definitely gonna have some more with Tristan. I might have some more with Blow here in a couple couple weeks. So uh, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, I will post highlights and shit. Everything will go back to normal. It just it takes a lot out of me to set this shit up. Tristan knows I was up for two hours this yeah, fucking that shit morning. Yeah, was tough. Yeah, I, I was I, sleeping for most of it. It's okay. It still it's okay. Painful. <laughs> it still looked painful. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get out here, me and Dame and this bitch out. Yeah. The facts. fuck? Yeah, we're out this bitch, man. Yes, we are. Yep. Thank you for watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tristan, for coming on this shit, man. Thank you for coming all the way from fucking uh, Minnesota. Yeah, uh, yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, Boston, Minnesota. (laughs) Massachusetts and this bitch. Um, And, yeah, we'll see y'all next episode uh, again with Tristan.